Welcome to another episode of Dad's Party Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Hugh. With me always is Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Shut up, Bev. Was was that your witty? Yeah, yeah that was your, that was witty. your line That was the, from the best movie? line from the show. From both episodes that are released right now, the best line is, shut up, Bev. Uh, all right. Well, well, before we get into the whole tangent of your negativity, let's bring in, because we have a special co-host with us today, Lily. How are you doing today, Lily? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Are you going to be as negative as my brother? No. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, okay. Just before we get into this, I just want to break down the three levels of knowledge and I guess attitude coming into this. So I would say me being the lowest of almost, I mean, I forgot that Scarlet Witch was even in the, I, okay, I didn't know who Wanda, at first when you told me, hey, let's do WandaVision, I thought, oh, that's going to be a show about wands or magic people or something like that. I don't know. And then you're like, no, it's Wanda and Vision. Okay, who's that? And then you're like, oh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. And I'm like, oh, right, the Avenger guys. So I'm coming in with next to no information. Well, before I watch the show, next to no information. Uh, Lily, what, moderate, you know? Yeah, I saw the superhero movies and have never read the comics. But you, you came in knowing who Scarlet Witch was. And yeah, ish. Wanda is who I knew. <laughs> By name, Wanda. Period. Okay, so first off, who gave Joey all the coffee? And like, <laughs> he's going on a tangent I, here. I've got a lot to say about this show. I see that. I have a lot I of see people, that. That, and of course, you you knowing the most about this. Um, but attitude wise, boy, this I'm just awfully muffed and miffed you about this show. Speak. You know, it's it, it 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 got my gosh darn goat. You know. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest, how much did you enjoy the show? Um, uh, hold hold, hold that answer. Hold, hold that answer. <laughs> hold that answer. Uh, so bef- before we go on to the tangent that is you, because I feel like you're about one conspiracy theory away from wearing a tinfoil oh, hat Oh, yeah, most there. definitely. <laughs> I think I've, I've like gone beyond that. His hat's under the table, waiting. I, I believe it. I believe it. Um, what have you? So, this episode is spoilers. If anybody hasn't figured it out, we're going to be talking about WandaVision. Um, I will say this: if you haven't seen the first two episodes, I would immediately pause listening to this podcast and go watch the episodes, or just wait to listen to this one until you have. Uh, we're going to be discussing a lot of things. Most of the stuff. Uh, on my side is going to be hypothetical theories and ideas we only have because the episodes were like, what, 30 minutes yeah, plus yeah, credits were, and everything. Yeah, so we have an bad. hour's worth of show, two episodes, and it's 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 mostly theories on this side because we're so new into it with this the show and how the MCU works. Uh, so, yeah, here's your heads up about what we're going to be discussing and how we're going to be discussing it. Um, also, I want to give a huge shout out to our fans in Ireland because we have not done that yet. And I think it was, we, they were officially our largest and first large international mm-hmm. following back in the first Mandalorian episode. Yeah, yeah. And they've 
they've stayed with us. Yeah, truly so. appreciate it. I mean, you you make up such a large portion of our listeners. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened, but after the Mando, the first Mando episode, you just like looked at our analytics, and then just a huge spike out of nowhere in Ireland, and you guys have just been keeping it up and killing it ever since. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, and definitely let us know if there's anything we can do or you want to hear about from you know the Emerald Isle. Also, going to give a shout out to New Zealand, which is our our third biggest, and we have somebody in Argentina listening to, to yeah, us now. You know, we have we have a couple like <laughs> random listeners Norway. throughout. Yeah, through throughout. And well, actually, Norway's. I mean, it's not just one. There's we get no, pretty no. decent in Norway, but yeah, I mean, truly, I mean. To everybody who listens, obviously we can't thank you enough. Yes, um, absolutely. Insane Ireland. What do you guys? I mean, keep it up, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's kind of go. There are, I would say, now there are two separate types of Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, before the merger between Fox and Disney, there was three, which is why we had that whole. The, the two episodes, we had the Age of Ultron episode, our movie, and we had uh, the X-Men where they, you know, they brought in Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch was a, a baby. And then in the Ultron one, they had Quicksilver get killed off because, you know, Fox, because you had that whole, uh, they had X-Men and the Avengers both had, I don't want to say rights, but they had connections with both Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch, and they had to make that. And then you have the comic side. As we look now in this, we're starting to see all those mergers come into play, mergers come into play, and you're getting this show that I think is trying to accept all three sides as well as everything else that goes into the Marvel Universe utilizing the multiverse system. I think that's a pretty safe bet, especially with a Doctor Strange movie coming out called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Which we'll get into later, but did you notice the Easter egg in episode two? I might have missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have missed it. There's I'm there's a ton of Easter eggs in these two thirty minute shows. Which how many times did you you watch it? I've only watched it once. Um I did not stop and like you know, go back and stop and play and stop and play to check everything out. <laughs> I mean, I picked up what I picked up, but after doing endless hours of research and, you know, take copious note taking and uh, I found a ton of them. I mean, well, other I should say other people found a ton of them. And then I learned <laughs> like, from these you people. Learned. So people did the work. Oh, most and definitely. I just pulled their research right, and right, said, right. this is mine now. I actually <laughs> found a document online and then just copy and pasted it. But I wanted to impress all of you with all oh, my okay. knowledge. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's go on our thoughts of how you felt the first two episodes were. Um, so I'll start with, actually, I'll start with Joey because you're, no, I take this back. I take that back. I'm going to, we'll start, we'll start with Lily. Um, so you are a fan of Avengers. You're a fan of the Marvel Universe. So you have a concept of it to an extent, at least from the cinematography side, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what are your thoughts on the first two episodes? What it like, how did you feel they went? And then based on the information you've seen, 
how do you feel it is going to go? When we first watched the first episode, I was like, I don't want to watch the second episode because it was boring to me because I didn't pick up on all the clues. And then there was like one part at the end where it seemed to start getting interesting because it seemed like she was understanding like what was reality and what wasn't. Wanda was. And then we watched the next episode the next day and that one seemed a lot better. Like it was faster and there were more things going on. And then when Joe came into our room at 1 a.m. with all this information, it started sounding a little more interesting because we understood like more of what was going on. But right off the bat, it was just like I didn't really like it at first because it was kind of boring and I just didn't understand what was going on. That's interesting. Did Joe come in with like, in my head, I'm imagining that scene from it's always sunny in Philadelphia where they have all these strings up and the conspiracy theory look going on. I'm assuming that's what Joe looked like. (laughs) Turned the lights on, gave me pamphlets, you know, got my tinfoil hat ready to go. It was, it was, I believe it. So, all right. So Joe, since you have a whole tangent, you want to go on. Uh, before you go on your tangent, I'll go. I'll I'll do my side. Okay, because <laughs> okay. I know you have a lot. Um, um, I liked it. I but I came in with the knowledge knowing that I, I I've, I've read some of the comics. I'm I'm not a huge Scarlet Witch. I'm not a huge Vision person. I don't follow their comics, and I've I've read them in the Avengers, and I've followed like some of the X-Men ones. I've read House of M. So I have some knowledge of that, and I could see some of those things in it. I also have I'm a big Marvel nerd, so I enjoy the movies. I took that knowledge, knowing what I was possibly going to get myself into with the whole multiverse system. I liked it. I think it is a little harder for somebody who is not a hardcore fan or doesn't have those, like this is definitely the at least the first two episodes were set up for the fans by the fans. And that's how I felt about it because there was, there's a ton of Easter eggs that uh, I, I caught a bunch of stuff. I was sending Joe notes or text messages throughout when I was watching the episode of various things that I had caught and I knew were going to be crucial things. Some of them turned out to be true. Some of them I still haven't figured out. Maybe Joe, you have. Uh, but I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And I think it's going to go as the show goes on. All the stuff you saw in the previous episodes are going to make sense. You're going to go, oh, that's what this meant. Oh, this is what this. And I think what it also has the potential of is after the season has ended and we're getting into the, the movies because this is going to set up for the uh, multiverse movie. This is going to set up for Spider-Man. Um, you're going to go back and you're going to want to rewatch this show because, and you're going to see a lot more stuff. And I think you'll appreciate the show more for its value than you would say, like with the Mandalorian, when it came out, you knew what you were kind of getting, you were getting that's kind of uh, Western style, you know, cowboy, you know, Mandalorian and you got baby Yoda, you got Grogu. So different style. And I, appreciate that they didn't make it just like that and i appreciate that they thought outside the box when it came to doing the cookie cutter marvel you know superhero movie style that's that's my opinion anyways uh joe yeah so i first time like actually watching it through well i guess i've only watched it through once but before doing all this research hated it absolutely thought it was unwatchable only because this is my problem is that it is the first two episodes are like you said they're made for the fans. No, just let me stop you there. Uh, before you 
how much superhero knowledge do you really truly have? Next to nothing. I've okay. seen I've seen, you know, I mean all of the different Spider-Mans obviously. I've seen a large amount of the cinema, like the Marvel cinema, whatever it is, the MCU. Um, I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a large amount of them. Those don't go nearly into as much detail as you truly need to understand at least at least the first episode. Because I will say this is a series coming off one of the you know most valuable, most watched movies, the Avengers series. You know, this is this is coming directly off of this. It has some references to it and stuff like that this which is a you know a movie series that i'm sure there are a lot of like smaller things especially for true fans like hardcore fans but for the most part it panders to the masses it is a series that you can just jump into and okay i get 90 percent of what's going on here this show at least the first episode you truly have to know what's going on otherwise it is just an old 50 show. I mean, it's literally just a, you know, remake of I Love Lucy or Leave it to Beaver or something like that, which, of course, is what it, I mean, it is intended to because that's what Wanda's ideal version of a perfect American life is. Let me ask you this, though, before you keep, keep on going. Um, it's, it does do, like I said, it does not fill into this cookie cutter idea that we have for superhero stuff. Isn't that something that as a, not even as a fan, but as a person, you you know, you have your protagonist and he's got to fight the antagonist. He's got his, his thing or like, I put it this way. You, how many different origin stories do you need for Spider-Man? Oh, how no, many no, of those yeah, have come no, out? I'm not, There's a ton of those. Right. I'm not like suggesting that this has to be a stereotypical origin story. I'm saying unless you truly understand like Wanda's backstory, this show, at least episode one and most of episode two, are not going to make sense for a show that's put on a you know platform, Disney Plus, that pan- that is you know marketed to the masses that aren't going to have this kind of information going into. So the- I, I'm not, I'm not trying to get it as a an origin story, but you've had so many origin stories for Batman in the DC universe or you've had so many or you, everybody has an origin story movie and stuff or something. Spider-Man has more so, than any. Yeah, yeah. So we know that Martha has been killed a billion times. We know that uh, uncle Ben's going to die. Um, but it, instead of doing an origin story, instead of following even like Iron Man two or, you know, Thor's movies, guardians of galaxies, even we look at these movies and we know what they're, they're bringing to the table. They flipped the table on us. They brought us something that we're adjusted to to a 1950s show. Mm-hmm. They literally showed us this is what they were going to do. And we're still waiting for that. Well, where's the superhero side? What's going on? And we got niblets in the first episode. And then the second episode, they brought in more. You saw certain things. And we'll, we'll get into those in just a second. But like I said, it did something different. Don't And don't you want different right well you... I, I will say they it's not just a 50 show if you know what you're looking at because episode now that like i've done all this research episode one is a completely different episode to me like before it truly was just a fifth like a, a you know knockoff i love lucy or bewitched or, or whatever yeah yep. you know that i mean that's truly all it was the first time i went through with 
next to no knowledge. But if you like with all this like research done, it is a both episode one and two are completely different like episodes now. I will say, yes, I'm not saying every show has to do it where they pander to the masses. I think it's great. You know, you want to make something special for the true fans. That's great. But you can also do it how a perfect example, The Witcher. A lot of people didn't understand a lot of the stuff going on in the Witcher series, but it didn't take away from the overall show. I will say I'm I have high hopes for the series. I think it's heading in a direction like a good direction. Episode two was significantly better coming from the perspective of not knowing anything. It it's the the only part of episode one that I truly enjoyed watching it for the first time was the stop it stop it you know where oh my god uh, i yes. can't remember the name of the actress but the woman who plays from Kitty uh, from that, 70 that show, 70 show yeah. yes where she's going stop it stop it stop it that point that was the turning point for me which unfortunately yeah. was the last you know but it, it was that, it was that hooker it sure was yeah no it, it, it ended great and which was the reason why i was like okay now i kind of want to watch episode two because up to that point i was like i'm probably i'm probably not gonna watch episode two what if this is Marvel's attempts? What if this is Disney's attempt to help the masses associate and have more, like, have more relatability to the true fans? Like they're showing sure, all the yeah. Easter eggs, but and but then you're they're not going to pick that up. I mean, no, you won't pick that up now. But right. it's getting you to like, well, why would this helicopter be in this scene? What? Why was this red and yellow? Mm. Why did it have the fifty-seven on it? Mm-hmm. And you know technologies out there this is why our podcast exists we can educate the masses too um i don't know the words i want to say right now um (laughs) i will say i will say before i I keep like ragging on the show i do have very high hopes for it i I think it's it's gonna bring it to it yeah i like the way it progressed into episode two it was a little slow for me in episode two but it, it had a lot more meat to it at least from somebody in my position or lily's position where we could understand a little bit better um, I have, I think if, as long as they keep going in this direction and revealing a little bit more and revealing a little bit more, um, then I think it'll be, I think it'll be great there. I will say also from a cinematic side, there were some little things like the aspect ratio that I picked up on that I, I liked a lot where you could, where since, um, it was just, you know, in these older, you know, it's supposed to replicate these older shows. It was in that four, three aspect ratio like how the screen was when they were doing like wanda's you know reality and then it switched back to the 16 by 9 or something like that when they went out into at the end of the episode when they went into the real world little little things like that it has it doesn't really affect the show overall but as like you know somebody who's like a big fan of cinema and blah 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 blah, i really like those little things about that but overall i i have high hopes for the show okay all right, cool, 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 cool. So, all right, let's go ahead and kind of talk about the first episode, since that is this is you know this is the first episode of the very first live action Marvel show done by Disney. I think it's a, it might actually be the first live action Marvel show since like the old ones, or I'm talking back like the old hulk and oh, thor yeah, and Steve, like way oh, like back in like the 70s and everything yeah. um well i think hulk was in the 80s for spanners one i think maybe um all we know is that lou frigno was the best hulk <laughs> so 
at least this is Disney's first. Your what were your thoughts? Let's talk about episode one. So, so it should, starts should off. We, yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, should you explain for anybody who doesn't know? I mean, I guess explain what Wanda's powers are and why it's set in fifty. Yeah. Shows. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's. Yeah. Let's go starting there. So Wanda's real name is Wanda Maximoff. She has now. If you, this is where it starts to get to that split fuzzy zone, um, it, when they were still owned by Fox, she is a mutant. Uh, in the Age of Ultron, in the Disney verse. She was genetically engineered, I believe, and in the comics, she is a mutant. She was a two, she was a mutant, and she was trained. She was also trained by a a witch, uh, and so she gained a lot of powers there too. In the comics, her dad is, or at least in some of the multiverses, her dad is Magneto. Uh, in the movies. We are in the, the WandaVision and the Disney side. We don't know. And I don't think we learned in the Fox side. Did you see anything about that? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been... Yeah. But, uh, but it's it's... Tunix, uh, for the the longest time, because Wanda has been in, in the Disney movies, she has been in, she was in Age of Ultron, she was in Civil War, she was in both of the uh, Endgame and Infinity Gauntlet. So she was only in four movies, probably for a grand total of, we'll say, 25 minutes, right? Which is not a lot of time, so you didn't really get to see her potentiality or her powers. But even then, what we did get to see, they nerfed it down a lot. So that's another reason I got excited about WandaVision is because they have the potential to show her true powers where she makes her own reality. In the comics, she has, she is the most powerful, one of the most powerful mutants, bar none. She can manipulate and distort reality on a whim and with all her training and her her hex craft is what it's, it's called. And she makes, she remakes the universe multiple times. Like she gets upset about something and goes, you know what? I don't like this. I want to remake our universe and does this, which is where the, the house of M comics came into play where she tried to make a mutant paradise. It ends up unfortunately falling through, you know, there's no happy ending and she gets so mad and just says no more mutants. And that's it. No more. They're done. So it's like, wow, you're really, really, really powerful. And, and of, of course, you have to go, okay, how do you make this a feasible person to, to fight as a villain? And how do you make it not an overpowered superhero? And, and I think they did a good job as much as they possibly could. It's like Ultron in Age of Ultron. Ultron was a way more OP than he is in the movies. Um, that's kind of her background. She grew up, depending on which area, you know, you're, you're, when you grab into her comics and they've obviously redone them, a she would have been a child. Times. Yes. She would have been a child around the time that uh, I Love Lucy and Bewitched would have come out. And so these would have been nostalgic shows for her to watch. Uh, my you know, thinking as a kid, shows I used to watch would have been like Beetlejuice and... Uh, 
Oh my god, I can't even think of shows I used to. I used to watch just like Saturday morning cartoons. So it was like Beetlejuice and uh, Ghostbusters and Looney Tunes and stuff like that. So so actually, it would have been like Boys Meets World, Boy Meets World for us and everything. That would have been that would have been this would have been our show that we watched ABC. And so it's those were her magical moments. And if you're going off of what happened to her. Based on the the MCU, her brother has died, the fighting for a bad guy, and then you know his last move is to be a good guy is to take a bunch of bullets for uh, was it Hawkeye I think in Ultron, and so her brother's dead, and the first person that showed her any affection is a basically a robot with a you know a the the mind uh, gem or mind stone in his head. Spoilers, he gets killed too. He literally gets his head crushed. In the, uh, in the in the Infinity Gauntlet at the end, he pulls the stone right out of him and just oh, that was savage. Uh, which is actually kind of a funny the line where she's saying like the like my husband and his indestructible head, yeah. And I'm like oh oh right in the feels right there. Everything that's happened to her has been just like oh yeah, and she almost destroyed a town using her powers and everything or an entire city, and that's why all the whole civil war thing came into play is like hey you know maybe we should have superheroes like like major monitored and everything and she's like yeah it's my fault that's great awesome so it's not a lot of good has happened to her oh yeah also she was you know contained in a small cell for her almost entire life she's had a really crappy one like i would put it like hp lovecraft then you know <laughs> wanda maxima uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> like, maybe you can give wanda a little bit more credit <laughs> a little more all yeah. right all right all right but uh, no she really has had it really bad and so all of a sudden we're thrown into this episode where it's the 1950s and it's it is definitely be wished i love lucy She's talking that style. Yeah, I think this the first episode is set in the fifties, so it's I'm pretty sure it's heavily um, modeled after Leave It to Beaver. The first. Episode. Oh yeah, I didn't I even think so. about yeah. that. Yes. And then yes. I think the second episode goes really into Bewitched because are they moving up a decade? Like they're now they're in the. 60s they haven't yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. No, but it's give them time. I, I think the third, yeah, because you now we're, we'll get to that. Um, so it does, it starts off. They don't even like segue you into it or it give you kind of this, this motion into it. They just full blown. Hey, this is how the show is. This is what and you're caught off guard from the beginning. And I think that's what really attracts me to the show is it's completely, you're like, wait, this isn't superheroes. This isn't Marvel. This isn't our Avengers. What's going on here? You start to see them like they're, they're doing their magic and he's transforming through things, you know, going through things and, you know, they're going to work and it's just like a normal everyday thing. If you're not paying attention, if you're right. just watching yeah. the show, like I mean, it it's, a regular it's, show. It's very, at the beginning, you know, Vision's very comedy of errors, Dick Van Dyke kind of, you know, vibes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So... Things I noticed right off in the beginning of it is he doesn't know what he does. Yes. At his work. And I was like, that's a key moment right there. Well, well, after I, like, I will yeah, say, I, I mean, there might be, okay. I guess two things, at least what I noticed on that one, I think it's just like a reference to these old 50 shows, you know, these or any sitcom rather where 
the character isn't any deeper than it needs to be on that episode. So you you never find out what the husbands do in the show. You never like you never see where they go. Um, uh, what was it? Um, not Smallville. Um, God, I can't remember the name of the show. But Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. They what is the show? I can't remember what the show is. Pleasantville. In Pleasantville, oh. they, you know they get pulled into a fifty show and. Nobody in the show yes, knows. Like it doesn't. Yes. Nothing exists other than what's in the show. So I think that was like a reference to all these fifties or, or sitcom shows where if it's not on screen, it doesn't exist, and the characters only know what's going on. In addition to Vision, I mean, like this is a this is a made up reality created by Wanda. So he's like questioning this reality. Like what's what's going on? Like wh- what is happening? I'm going to give you a third option here. That my, here, so this is going into part of my theory. I think she was looking for something in a specific place, and I think it has to be associated with Hart uh, in his business. Uh, that she was on a mission to find some type of intel to figure out what was going on. Like they had a cover business, and her job was to figure out what they did there. Interesting. Okay. See, yeah. So, I mean, I could be completely sure. Like, like I mean, said, this show's so hard to read. <laughs> it is. And we're only, like I said, we only got two episodes, but I saw that and I was like, that might be something that can be triggered to that. She was on a mission of some sort. Maybe, maybe she was working for, uh, well, we saw the symbol a lot, which was sword. Sword is another company or is, is another yeah, division which, association with yeah, shield and hammer it stands for at least okay so there's two versions of sword um one is world and then the mcu version which is what we're in it's uh sentient weapon observation response division see so, I, which is kind of important there like that i believe that one because it it kind of segues to um the hydra and the the Stark technology and the, the multiverse. Right. I don't know. I will say here's here's one thing that I I disagree with your theory. Okay. Um, you like so your theory is that she's looking for intel. At least in the beginning, like maybe she they were forcing her or using her. Maybe Shield Sword mm. or somebody was utilizing her to see. I got this this impression, that. and I'll go more into it in episode once we start talking about episode two. That this wasn't necessarily her, like on a mission or something. This is her escaping from reality, and Sword is trying to infiltrate her reality. And I'll go into a okay. theory why yeah. I think that once we get to episode two. Yeah, it, I I agree with you on that one too. That that's another uh, possibility. Uh, so he's trying to figure out. He doesn't know what they do, and then they have the they uh, before that they saw the twenty third, and they had the heart symbol on there for them to remember, Hey, this is that trigger the moment or there. And they go, why would we write that? Both of us are really, really, really intelligent. Both of us would know this. So you kind of get that. Maybe there is that manipulation into her reality. See, I was going to ask you about the 23rd. Cause I know you mentioned it in like your comments. Like when you text me, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I couldn't find anything about the only thing I could possibly think of is that the 23rd is the day she created the reality. It, that's a I mean, that's the too. only thing I could potentially. What was the of. month of the calendar? I, uh, I don't. I don't know that it showed the month. I I could be completely wrong. I I honestly can't remember. So well, let's move forward. 
So they have that, oh, the boss is coming over for Ooh, dinner. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Eh. It's August yeah. 23rd. I wrote it in my August notes. 23rd. Okay. <laughs> the boss is coming over for dinner. Uh, I think it's my anniversary. Oh, you have the, they had these, like, they definitely made a homage and nods to the old shows from the, you know, like I Love Lucy and all that. And he comes over and then they start freaking out because she doesn't have a meal and she was trying to do something risque. And oh, we got to meet the the neighbor, yeah, um, Agnes. Agnes, uh, play, Agnes, played by uh, Catherine Hahn. Uh, I think she's a fantastic, fantastic actress. I have a lot of, I think, a pretty concrete theory on who Agnes is. I think she's an agent for she, uh, Sword. I think you're wrong. You think she's an agent I think, for Hydra? I don't think she's an agent at all. I have a whole theory going on. I do you know the name? Oh Ag- no, you know who she is. Agatha she's Harkness. She's the witch that. Yes, she's the witch. Yes, oh my is. god, it just clicked in my head. She's the witch that trained her. Okay. Oh my god. So, okay, we'll get to that in a second. I have so much to like. I think is concrete as to why she's Agnes Agatha Harkness. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, I can't believe it just clicked in my head too. I'm so ashamed of myself right now. <laughs> so. Yes, so we get to meet Agnes, who is her neighbor, who just like walks in the door, and it, it, it's another one of those "I love Lucy, bewitched" you know kind of moments. And so she's trying to set her up. They're reading a book uh, about how to you know keep your man it's, or lose your a, man. It's another Easter egg, I think. The magazine Glamour, which is some spell that I guess um, a glamour spell. Yeah, yeah. that that um, Wanda knows, or something. I don't know, something like that. That's just a little Easter egg or something. And then we, you know, they come in and they're, they're going back to the, 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 the boss comes over and they're she's doing all of these things, trying to make the meal. She's doing, trying to use magic. It's not working out well for her. He's trying to entertain them. It's just, you know, it's, it's that little tongue in cheek jokes from the 1950s and stuff like that. And so just as he's about to get fired, he, she marries out the meal, and this is, and we're we're getting towards the end of the episode, and it's this is when it starts to get dark. This is when it starts to get serious. Like he starts choking. Yeah, he starts choking because he's like they start questioning Vision and Wanda of, hey, where did you come from? How long have you been married? And this this starts to like make Wanda question, like, wait, how long? Where did we come? What what's going on here? And then she started to panic or, you know, you know, she started to freak out. She got annoyed with the questioning, whether it was subconsciously, because a lot of Wanda's powers are subconscious. You know, she, you know, doesn't have full control. So I think subconsciously she tries to kill Mr. Hart. So this is what confuses me and confused me in that scene is like when I first thought about it, I thought that it was all in Wanda's head. But it must be like that's a real person that she's manipulating or like controlling whether she's get so here's like a come to that it's whether she's controlling it or they're manipulating her because that's that's where i was starting to wonder what was wrong because it seems like maybe they were trying to manipulate her but they got caught in her reality and every once in a while they kind of slip out because the way she you know the uh kitty from you know the 70 show uh lady is is she goes stop it, uh, stop, you know, you know, kept telling her to stop it, stop it, stop it. And the way the questions were coming off and his aggressivity in asking the questions, 
it almost seemed like maybe he was at maybe one time trying to interrogate her, which kind of went with my maybe she was sent on a mission and kind of got captured. And like in my mind, Stark Industries and Sword sent her on a mission or at least coaxed her into helping out doing something. And maybe it was Hydra trying to make a comeback because we have seen them a few times and they caught her and were using some type of technology to manipulate her. And this was an interrogation and her mind is trying to, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but like trying to sculpt it into where it's, it's not such a threat and it doesn't like give her a complete mental breakdown. So her mind is warping things because she doesn't have full control of her mind. She doesn't have full control of her powers. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a bad theory. I my take of it is that okay, there are I think I can confidently say there are real people in it. I think Agnes is a real person and then there's a character in episode 2 we'll get to that I think is a real person and then I think the beekeeper is a real person. Oh, that's episode two. We'll get into that. Um, Do you think the seven? Have you did any research and found out about the seven? The seven? No, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. But I, I, I got the impression that everybody else was this creation of Wanda's. You know, she's creating these ideal versions of like, like Dottie in episode two. Like she's the stereotypical like. You know, I think Dottie's real. Dottie I think is real. Dottie's real too. I, I Dottie's real. Well, she okay. We'll get into episode in yeah, a second. We'll Let's finish episode up episode two. one. Okay. okay, so she immediately looks over and w- Wanda looks over and says, "You know, tells her she goes, Vision, save him.' Right? She, you, she you goes super serious in that moment. She breaks this facade. This char- she she stops, character. She stops pretending to be this perfect housewife." And she make I mean, she breaks character and looks right at Vision. And what I, I mean, like a, a nice little touch about that during the whole time, like you know, they're using like these old time, you know, effects to like make the plate fly. It's all strings, you know, you know, mimicking these old shows. And then you can tell also, okay, she's breaking character. She's dropping this facade, and now Vision's using real powers. And like, you know, they demonstrate that with actual current day CG or, you know, effects and CGI and stuff like that, which was a nice little touch to like, they did well differentiating her perception of reality versus true reality. Yeah. And she saved or he saves her and uh, is like, oh, my God, you saved me. Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, good. He's like, oh. Well, he'll see you at work. Well, go ahead. Did yeah. they? Did he didn't even react? Like it's he like didn't. He, he didn't. she just wiped. Like did not allow them to remember that. They just oh, things weren't going well. She started to panic. She got things back into control, and then none of that. It's almost as if none of that happened. And then you know the entire experience where Mister Hart was having a terrible time. Suddenly he's he's like, oh, Vision, you're you're great. You're gonna get the promotion or whatever like that. What if it wasn't she wiped their mind, but they got the information that they needed mm-hmm. and they had to keep the facade going to keep her mentally stable and not to. That's where another that, of the, that the was agents. another thought. Just a real quick touch on that. There's an old X or X. Oh my God, what is it? Twilight um, um, episode um, where a little kid is controlling this reality 
and all the adults are, you know, placating whatever he wants in order to stay alive. Um, it's this really old, you know, Twilight episode. When did those come out? Oh, I'm like the 60s, 70s, 80s, something like that. And no, it was not the 80s. It, but it was, you know, whatever it was. 50s, 60s, which would be right around this time sure, frame, yeah. too. It could, it could yep. be something like that. So I'm not sure if these people are real, most of them, or maybe they are. And it is taking from this Twilight episode where the, you know, it's similar to this little kid who has full control of who exists and who doesn't. Yeah. So before we start in episode two, because I know we're about to segue into that, we forgot a crucial moment. The commercial. How did we forget oh, about the, the commercial? Toaster. Yes. So just to give you right there, the toaster itself is an actual uh, like so when so Vision and Wanda at one time had had kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they I can't recall exactly how it happened, but they oh, they I died. Know how. They oh, how the kids died? They died. Well, yes. they didn't actually die. They, they reverted to um, their original form no, or something. So the kids were only be created because Agatha Harkness, this is my understanding. So anybody who has a deeper understanding of the comics, I apologize if I'm butchering anything. This is my understanding. Agus, Agatha Harkness is the one who wants Wanda to have the twins. Which I will go into about Agnes, aka Agatha Harkness, who we pretty sure is. She gives Wanda and Vision the power to essentially create how could because Wanda can create whatever to create these children. Um, eventually, I, I oh no, I can't remember. I'm remembering it wrong. She does give them the power to have the kids. The kids die somehow, and then Agatha wipes her memory. Uh, but she calls after the death of him, she was really depressed and she looks at vision and calls him a, just a walking toaster. Yeah. I, I, I think a couple times in the comics, she does refer to the, to, um, vision as like, you know, a pet name as toaster. And of course, like throughout other, you know, different shows, toaster is a very common name for cyborgs or robots. Yeah. So, but the interesting thing about it is we, obviously we could see Stark on the toaster, Stark technology. They talked about it. They talked about it. They do using the old, like very sexist 1950s commercials where it's like, this is, you know, if your husband doesn't like burnt toast, this is a woman's best friend. And the only thing was the red light and it was beeping and it was beeping at a certain tone. It was kept going at a certain thing. It was just that beep, 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 beep. And it never stopped. It never indicated anything to do with toast. So I, that's, again, going back to where I think she's being held captive in some type of machine by Hydra. And that's that something of the machine that's triggering, you know, when you hear your alarm in your sleep and it gets implemented into your dream. Again, that, that was my whole idea of it. But I was making sure to take note of those little things. I and not that it is of any importance, but the toaster did have a likeness of vision. You know, it kinda did. It kinda totally had a looks face just of like them vision. And then yeah. The red light being the stone. Yep. Yep. So all right. I the, and then it it ended and it actually had fake credits, which yes. were cool. Yes. And um the director is an actual Marvel character too. Are you talking about Abe Brown? I am Black Tiger. Yeah, Black who was Tiger. also featured in um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. He was. He was on the uh, the school board, or uh, yeah, the, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it's 
So I didn't even look at all the credits and everything because I, I caught that one and by the, I didn't have a chance to go around and look again. To I just that was one I caught off the top of my head. Yeah, that's the only one I noticed, or like when I was looking up stuff like that, because they did have the fake credits, which has a very nice, um, you know, image, you know, playing in the background, which is you know, you know, uh, CETV pixels, the red, green, and blue, which if you don't know how TVs are you know display images that whatever every pixel is made up of three colors red green or blue you know that's how whatever you don't have to go into that but i thought it was a nice little touch i thought it was gnomes i legitimately thought there was gnomes in my tv hey and that's our episode (laughs) um so then we get into episode two and they have a bewitch style intro and they call it WandaVision. And there is so many Easter eggs. There's so much going on. I just slammed to the max in there. I think there were so many hints for the how the series is going to go. We're in it too. Um, especially just the the stones in the beginning. The stars. Mm-hmm. There were seven of them. Okay. So I didn't catch that. Yeah. There was three. At the top, there was three under, and then there was the big one in the middle. I, I wonder if that has some some memory. Because how many were in the Infinity Gauntlet? One, two, three, four, five. There were six. Six. Yeah, there were six. So maybe the Infinity Stones, but there was I'm pretty sure there were seven dots, stars total. So maybe not. Um, but I do think that has some significance. Um, you saw stuff as they're going. Along, they had this old 1950s style, Bewitch style commercial. Um, Grim Reaper's helmet was actually in their like floorboards and everything. There was bones when it was coming down. Um, Grim Reaper is a villain that was like, he's not even a villain. He's like, he's an annoyance that they come across every once in a while. And so he, they fought him and it looks like he's dead. And so whether or not he makes an appearance in this, maybe. Uh, oh, uh, the bovine milk and the House of M wine for the, the show or the episode one were in there, too. And those were also little Easter eggs. Um, we'll come back to Easter eggs. We'll just do like, yeah, the theory do, of like, these. There's so much stuff. At the end. They, they <laughs> put so much in. They put so much. So now we're into episode two. And the first thing you hear is you hear this thunking sound. And now they're in beds. They're in their separated beds the thunking sound they obviously thought it was a tree branch Mm -hmm. we know for a fact it wasn't a tree branch we could hear the sound we knew something was going on uh then she brings the bed together and puts one sheet over them they we know they're they're consummating the relationship yeah those sheets over the heads and everything but they are now officially in her mind married and so then we we start going into this episode and so they're getting ready for a magical talent show uh, with the names Illusion and Glamour, who are actual superheroes, uh, too. So they were their neighbors uh, in, in, in this town when they originally were living in uh, Illusion and Glamour. Uh, I can't remember their powers. I'm, I'm assuming it had something to do with Illusion and something to do with Glamour. You know, um, <laughs> They had those abilities. So they kind of gave that homage to them doing their thing. And... Actually, Illusion and Glamour did a lot of magic, and everybody thought it was fake, but it was actually real magic. They had real abilities. So it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek to them, I think, a little bit, too. Uh, So 
they're faking this for the 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 the, the children because you have to think of the children. For the children. And for the children. For the is children. A theme, um, throughout the episode, it is yes. the least subtle, you know, subliminal <laughs> messaging ever. For the children. For the children. I think they say it. I mean, it has to be at least twenty times, right? Like throughout the episode. For the greater good. The greater good. I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> I. Out of curiosity, before we go too much into detail of this episode, yeah, episode one thoughts between episode one and two, like, did it change much for you? Did it like, did it get? Were you more into it after you know watching episode two? Because Lily made like a good point of the reason they probably released episode one and two at the same time. Episode one is more definitely for the fans. I don't think you would have, yeah, I don't think it would have been quality. I don't think it would have had the impact or effect if they didn't release both episodes. I was curious about that because I, I can't remember if it was season one. I, it was season one of The Mandalorian where they did the first two episodes, I believe. Maybe or maybe it was season two. I can't remember. Um, but I don't think the show would have had the impact. I don't think it would have had the quality if they just did it that way because yeah it, it, they needed to yeah if it was just episode one i would not have gone back to it yeah it picked up a lot and there was like a lot more that made you like that you didn't have to know all of these things to understand like there were easter eggs still but it just made more sense and it was like a lot creepier i think the episode especially like the for the children and like Dottie gave me pretty creepy vibes um so it like started to pick up and it became a lot more interesting. You know, we could be totally wrong. Dottie could be Agnes. No way. I, I've got, I've got, I'll, I'll go into, I didn't want to go too much into it until we get into episode two because there's very, very, um, I wouldn't call it hard proof, but next to hard proof. What if, oh, what if Dottie's not Agnes? What if she is, oh my God, I'm trying to think of the name of the, the, the supervillain. She's a witch as well, and she gave Doctor Doom his powers. Uh, I I have a theory that Dottie is nothing, and I I I when we get to the part in the episode, yeah, I, I think Dottie is nothing. I I don't I wouldn't put too much. I don't know. I could be completely way off, but I wouldn't put too much stake into who Dottie is. And putting stake into who Dottie is. <laughs> no. Who, who are you putting it at who Dottie is? I don't know. But when she said, like, who are you? That was like, that made it seem like she was a real person who was really like, who are you and what are you doing here? And I don't I don't think that Wanda would, like, create a person who would question her. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Morgan Le Fay was the name, by the way, that I was thinking of. She could be. Morgan Le Fay, because she does, she likes to control things. She likes to manipulate. She has the capability of to, to perform illusions and she is very, very powerful. And she's also associated with the fantastic four. She trained up Dr. Doom and they are bringing in Dr. Doom and the fantastic four into the Marvel universe. So is it possible? I, I, I could it be, may be completely wrong. Yeah. It could be totally like I've just pulled something crazy random and not even remotely close, but okay. So we're going back to the, the, the tangents. This is what we do, Lily. If you haven't noticed, we go on major tangents. Um, so um, they're they're we're doing the, the 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 act. They're getting it ready, and he's like, "All right, I'm off to work." And then she's like, "Okay, well, I've got stuff to do around the house because I'm a wife, you know." And so she's doing stuff, and she 
here's something outside. She looks outside and they're in on all the black and white is a red and yellow helicopter with the sword logo on it. I'm going to call it a pound sign because it's a pound sign. I don't care what your generation says. It is not a hashtag. Okay, it boomer. is a pound sign. <laughs> <Move on. laughs> it, so it has the, the hashtag slash pound sign with the number 57. Um, that is a straight up homage to or the, a nod to the fans for issue 57 uh, where Vision comes into play. That was his introduction issue. So that's kind of neat. Um, the sword logo is obviously has to do with sword. Uh, the helicopter, I think it either has to do something like she brought down a helicopter. She was brought like she was in a helicopter crash. It is a significant subconscious moment because you obviously if it's going to be in color and everything's in black and white. I don't know quite what it is. But it is something. You've got okay. a theory. Let's hear it. So we're going to go, we're going to skip around into the episode a little bit. Um, we're going to jump forward to the part where, you know, Agnes, Wanda, Dottie, they're, you know, Bev, shut up, Bev, um, are all at, <laughs> you know, this, this, whatever the meeting is. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Now. The cult of, like, housewives. Yeah, it's the talent show. The ta- okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, the talent um, show. So there is a character named Geraldine. Now, oh, hold on. I know where you're going with this. So I know who that this, is. Geraldine is played by Ta- Tanya Paris, I believe. Now, Kevin Foggy revealed that something, I, I can't, it's like D23 or so, something like that. I can't remember what it is, that she's going to be playing a character called Monica Rambo, who was in, Monica Rambo was in, what What was, what's Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. As a little girl. That's her daughter. Yes. That's, so she's, yes. Kevin Foggy has confirmed this actress who's playing Geraldine is going to be playing a woman named Monica Rambo. Who but she is doesn't remember her name. a sword agent. So, uh, and here's my theory. On, on her, she's wearing a pendant of, that is very, very identical to one of Doctor Strange's portals. Now, this could just be a reference because Wanda and Vision are going to be in the next Doctor Strange or whatever it is. It could simply just be that. But what I'm thinking is that Doctor Strange or something, you know, somehow teleported um, Geraldine or Monica Rambo into Wanda's plane of existence in the helicopter. And then, you know, Wanda subconsciously not allowing that turned the helicopter into a toy. And then she heard that come crashing down. So I think Monica. There's no way you came up with that by yourself. You're not that smart. No, I'm telling you, this is from hours of research because I don't know who any of these people are. But following these stupid little rabbit holes that there are an endless amount in the Marvel Universe, I think Monica Rambo is a sword agent or Geraldine is a sword agent infiltrating Wanda's reality. And she's super nice to Wanda too. Like she sure, compliments yeah. her. Like she's trying to get close to her. So maybe it's like. But she doesn't time. remember who she is. She. she or I, no, I agree. If she's, she's nice. A sword she agent, doesn't remember. If she's a sword agent, she's just pretending. I, I don't think she's pretending I because she, she stuttered there. I don't think she's pretending because I think Wanda's subconscious, her powers, because you see every. We saw it happen in the. In the first episode, we saw it happen multiple times in the second episode where people break character, if you will. 
and like for a very brief moment they're 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 freaking out and they're like why am i here uh you know what it reminds me of remember have you ever seen that movie uh get out so when they flash like the camera when they get flashlight in their faces the the people realize they they come back to who they consciously really are and they're because they they're basically like body snatchers on like a racist level and and they're like they they remember who they are and they're just like oh my god oh my god and i think that's kind of maybe could have happened well here's, here's i like your idea better about the helicopter though that, right. that, that, but here's here's why I he think, teleported in there here's why that's i think cool. only a few people are real um which goes with dotty my theory of dotty that dotty's not real either um but where you know the woman who played kitty you know saying stop it stop it and then the part where dotty says who are you when the radio transmission goes on with a voice, which um, I know who it is because it turns out if you had the subtitles on, it says who it is, which is Who's unfortunate. I mean, okay, big spoiler on top. If you want me to spoil it for you. Yeah, go ahead. I, um, it's Agent Wu from oh, Ant-Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, if you have the subtitles on, it literally says Agent Wu. Um, what, whatever. I can't remember what he says. Where are you, Wanda? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, who did this to you? Who, who did, did this, this to you? Yeah, that's what it is. But when that goes off, Wanda become like it's just like when you know she's saying stop it, stop it at the dinner. That's bringing Wanda to reality. Like oh, it's it's bringing her out of this ideal perfect society that she's created. So Dottie forgets who she is because that's actually Wanda being like, wait, who am I? Like kind of like wait, th- these little inconsistencies. Like when Mr. Hart is question pressing her, she breaks character. When the radio transmission goes off and breaks her perfect reality, she like the characters change. They they go from they they snap out of this fifties you know whatever perfect society to confused. I don't think Dottie's not a person. I think Dottie is maybe the program or system or the containment facility that she's in. Like. D-O-T-I stands for something like dimensional operating transportation. I haven't come up with an I yet, but but, but like that's pretty good start. Yeah, right that's, there, that's, right? I you mean, know? I don't think that's any more wrong than any theory anybody can have at this point. No, but it, it, it could be that too. Like that is the maybe the AI of that or maybe she is an AI like vision and that's or it could be. So there are other AIs. There are other robotics. Uh, Jocasta, um, who is a basically, she's Ultron's daughter, if I remember, or like basically, it's yeah, the best you can come to with a robot daughter. She's not a bad guy, but she's not a good guy. She ends up working for, she actually ends up working for Hammer or Sword. She ends up working for them too. And the amount of like little things, man, I'm becoming you over here. So, way going back to where we originally were starting on, because I, I can't believe how many tangents this show has made me go on. See, this, I, these little things. So, the show, this, this is also, there's a comment that Agnes makes um, before they take off to this meeting where she calls. Wanda, the star of the show. Yes, so, I caught that too. Yes. You're the star of the show. Yes, so that makes me think, obviously, Agnes is a real person, and she's aware of what's going on here. I think Agnes, Wanda, and Geraldine are the only, 
I could be wrong. This is just my theory that they're the only real people so far that we know for sure are in, are you know real in this this sub universe or whatever whatever Wanda makes because well she calls her the start of the show. So that like instantly was like Truman show to me. Like she knows like Wanda's not in on it. It's it's her creation but she's not in on it. But but uh, Agnes goes makes goes out of her way to make the comment Here's the star of the show. So she, that says to me, she also knows that this is Wanda's, this is a fake world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think Agnes knows. And she's playing the character on some level that we don't know. Well, I have uh, and yes, and they need to do. I'm sure you do. But the, so, yes, she's meeting up. She gets this, her first introduction to Dottie and her little cult following that they're planning for this this charity for the, the for the children. Mm-hmm. For the children. Yeah, for the children. And then while she's doing this, uh, Vision goes off to do his. He, he's trying to see what's going on with the, the night watch and everything or the neighborhood watch. And he starts asking all these questions that also it, it, it didn't it, it helped my theory of like there was some type of mission that she was on or something of that sort, because the questions he's asking are very like thorough intel questions. You would know want to know about a place before you decide to try to uh, go into it. Uh, what is the word I can think of the word I'm looking for right now, like colonize. No, infiltrate. <laughs> There's the word. See, this is why we're having Lily on the show. She's going to think of the big words. Yeah, Lily's <laughs> the brains here, and we're the ones that are just going on mindless reign. <laughs> like little twitches. <laughs> so, yes, before you infiltrate, you want to have all this info, and they just look at him like, uh, and then they start laughing, and they're like, well, we were just about to talk, talk about the big business, and what w- what food was it that they it were? Was big about red to gum, which red? No, no, no. That's before that. Before that. Before he ate the gum, it was it was a dessert kind of food, wasn't it? Or breakfast food that they were eating? They asked they asked if anybody wanted one, and he goes, uh, "Oh no, I've already eaten, I, or I don't eat." Uh-huh. And they go, "What do you mean you don't eat?" He's like, "Oh, I don't eat in between meals." And he's like, "Oh, ha, 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 ha. And then, yeah, then they eventually gave him big red gum. So go on your little. So here's my theory for why um, it's Wanda, man. She doesn't want. So Vision is a robot, obviously. So he's got this intellectual brain. He's he wants to know why things work. So, you know, that's part of him questioning. What do we do? What do we do for a living? What do we do at this job? But also like, hey, how do we do this? How are we stopping, you know, protecting our, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, I like I'm starting to come around on your theory about looking for intel but i also think wanda subconsciously had him eat the gum to put him in this drunken like like state because he's asking too many questions he's breaking these walls he's ruining her he doesn't exist maybe but i i okay there was no maybe he's dead well here's the thing okay i don't know fully what happened but all these freaking nerds man have this theory that Vision's actually alive, and I I didn't go down that rabbit hole because that was a that was just a little too much for me. But he can't be alive. He didn't listen, die from the snap. There's there's this theory that he's alive. That Wanda somehow because she I don't know the whole theory. I don't even know exactly what it is, but because she has connection to all these stones, that somehow she was able to bring Vision back alive. But regardless. 
living no, they vision. almost ca- they almost they almost did get the stone from him living vision or whether he's a figment of her imagination she still has subconsciously at least full control of this so i think subconsciously he was asking too many questions so he got her he, she got him essentially drunk and he stopped asking questions like you you see after she pulls the gum out of him he doesn't even bring it up anymore like he's just done with it so I think that was her coping with somebody trying to break her reality, at least. And that's a possibility. And then that's a possibility. And we also see before. So after this whole meeting, we see her back with uh, Dottie and you know Agnes and everything. And they're talking about everything that's going down and how to set up all this stuff. And Dottie is just like destroying everybody because she's such a pleasant person. And that's when we get to meet, uh, you know, uh, oh my God, uh, Geraldine. Geraldine. Yep. Yeah. And so th- now you can go on your, your, your Geraldine change it. I said what I needed to say about Geraldine. Then after that, we go from Geraldine, you know, they should keep talking and everything. And so now, uh, Dottie's punishing Wanda. Then, she breaks the, the 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 radio does go off and when they say where are you Wanda where are you Wanda or who did this to you Wanda and then she's freaking out and you can see her this is why I think Dottie is real because she she breaks systems she comes out and she realizes and she looks afraid and I think she says where are we no she says who are you she or, looks who at, are you she yeah she, yeah, she goes, goes who are you who are you and before that. She was talking about how she doesn't like Wanda. Like she literally said that because Wanda like said something, and then Dottie said, "I don't like you" or "I don't trust you," something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And she breaks the glass, and it shatters in her hand, and you see the red, you see the blood, which was the only red thing again. Which is it, it's the significance of her color. Yeah, you know, I mean, Scarlet sig- Witch. Like red is. So I've heard a bunch of theories why red. I mean. Obviously, Wanda's abilities are red. Vision's kind of red. Um, there's a small part in it where they do another ad for a Stucker watch, which is Stuker. Stuker, yes. excuse me. Yes. Stuker. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Stuker is a villain that gave Wanda her yes. powers, which is confusing to me because I guess I don't. In the in the in the MCU, yes, he was one of the people that genetically. So at the end of I can't remember which movie it was. But they were basically doing this. They were trying to do a, a, a Captain America thing, and they were they were genetically engineering things. And they're like, Stuker was the guy that was in head charge, and he this was Hydra stuff. And um, also, if you notice, it was the same. I believe it was the same actor and actress who did the first commercial too. So I oh, wonder if they're going to the have toaster. significance. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I thought that was Stuker, Stuker, whatever his name is. I thought that was the Hydra guy, but maybe not. No, I, okay. the watch. The watch the is watch like you know is, how the which, toaster said right. Stark, and the the watch had a Hydra symbol on it. Yep. So, but my the okay. Well, I have a theory why red is so significant, but red Go is a very well. We'll we'll save that. This theory all aligns with Agnes and the beekeeper and the color red and the twins. We'll, we'll go into that. I think we I'll save it to the, the, last, yet. the last thing. Um, so then, yeah, you, we see the red, we see the blood, and then all of a sudden she snaps back into play and is going back into the 1950s. You know, women take care of themselves and are independent and have to take care of everybody. And so then, yeah, then we get the 
eventually we get to the magic show and you know vision is all gunked up and we get that 1950s comic like cartoon style where it's 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 get clogging up his gears <laughs> uh, it's and so he's drunk which is kind of weird but i was like all right let's let's flow with it instead of being all glitchy and weird and all that stuff he's he's drunk and then they have to fake the 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 actual things that he was doing and everybody seemed to be really cool with it which is kind of interesting because he was doing the cards stupid fast and nobody seemed to even blink at that they're like oh yeah he can, it's it's totally normal he can move his hands that fast we kind of wrap up the 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 episode to an extent they go back to the home they're like they, they, we want to fit in and she that, that was another key phrase she's like i want to fit in which is definitely something she's always wanted to be fit in to be normal ish as much as you can be normal and just have her life with him and then we hear the sound again the dong and they go out there to check the tree and they see somebody coming out and she she breaks character she goes vision what's going on and he's like i don't know we see the beekeeper come out and she immediately goes, no. And she, which is like, whoo, all right, what happened here? And then they go back to rewind the episode back to where they're just talking and kissing. And all of a sudden she's pregnant. We've already discussed this. We've already said this. She's going to have twins. And you kind of saw that in some of the trailers and stuff. But I kind of knew that beforehand, all of a sudden things start going into color. Which and is, this is, is a nice, there's overall through episode one and two, you see subtle progression. So as I think I take that as like, oh, Wanda's like slowly filling in what she wants, blah, blah, blah. Everything's progressing. So in the first episode, it's very sitcom style where it's a, you know, your standard three camera setup. So you have, you know, point A, B, and C, you know, you, those are your shots. After that, the camera starts moving around. It starts following her. You get close-ups, you know, you get more... <laughs> complicated quote-unquote you know shots so that that's progressing the the scenery you know it, it at first the 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 name of the town is west westview or something like that which is i think a nod at you know she grew up in sokovia and so like this is her ideal of how she views the west quote-unquote um i thought it had something to do with it's westview is a town in new jersey Oh, I have no idea. Maybe which is is kind of a homage to the town where they really wanted to live in, which or in the comics, they live in a town in New Jersey. And since New Jersey is not that far from New York, where where's everything's happened, it would make sense too, because that's with it with reality within flying distance for her. <laughs> it's just super over there. You see, a, you know, a top down shot of the cul de sac where it's very empty. Then as the episode two, you see like more people, you see the cul-de-sac filling, you see the set inside their house starts filling, and then you see this big move of progression, color, which was, I mean, it's significant of her, you know, I, I feel like her coming more into this this world that she's building herself. Yeah, and I think we're, we're starting to get into uh, the Brady Bunch time frame too. So I think we're going to see some stuff there. I'm I'm excited. I I like it. I like all the conspiracy theories that it's making us have. I like all the Easter eggs. I like that it is different. It is not your typical superhero story. It's not your your stereotypical superhero cinematography that you see. Like I'll get you next time, Batman, or you know, 
scoot it it breaks up the monotony that is the superhero world and storylines and it gives us more of a look honestly i feel it's more relatable to a comic than it is the actual shows mm-hmm. or the movies because they they have more time to use stuff they get to think outside the box and they break the the mold in ways that we haven't seen and i find that absolutely fascinating it's it's Episode one was rough for me. Episode two was still rough, but it's getting better. And I, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I have very high hopes for this ep- or for the show. Yeah. So, but so now that we've discussed this information, you have done your research oh, and your work. Are you ready for me to drop the biggest bomb? Go for it. Okay. This involves Agnes. This involves the babies, and this involves. I'm not so sold on the beekeeper portion of this theory. Um, of this rabbit hole, <laughs> almost literally, that I went down of, you know, ideas and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so Agnes, a.k.a. Agatha Harkness, theories are reasons why she's so clearly Agna- Agatha Harkness. Um, in the trailer, there was a subtle little, you know, it's very quick, but a very subtle, you know, Wizard of Oz tribute to the Wicked Witch of the West or East or whatever it is, you know, the the shot where she's riding her bike before the tornado hits, clearly meant to be the witch, um, which Agatha is a witch. Agatha was a witch who was alive during the Salem trials, like the Salem witch trials, which there's a, there's a subtle nod to that. Um, you guys remember the name Ralph, her husband, who's never seen. She, in the first episode, she says... The only way Ralph would remember our anniversary if is if there was a beer named June 2nd. June 2nd being a very significant date in relation to the Salem Witch Trials. This is the, first, the day it started. So June 2nd, 19, or 1692, was the beginning of the Salem Witch Trials. Subtle reference there. Um, in the comics, what I've gathered, Agatha once it put like pushes wanted to have these babies. She pushes and pushes. In the show, it does the same thing. In the f- the f- beginning of the episode, when Vision's holding the newspaper, there's a picture of like a uh, you know a kid, and it's like essentially saying like, "Oh, life is so great with kids." Then it jumps to Agnes talking about seduction techniques. She's very yep, forceful yep. pushing onto it. Uh, let me see. I have a lot of a lot of notes here. Um, in the second episode, she brings up when she you know walks over to the house. She is like talking about certain things and she mentions school admissions and then Wanda, you know, playfully says, oh, I don't know if they we're ready for that or whatever. Um, and then, of course, for the children, for the children in the entire episode. So she's clearly pushing for these kids. Like the entire, well, both episodes, I was going to say the entire series, but both episodes she's pushing for these kids. So here's why. Do you know the name Mephisto? Yes. Okay. So he's the devil, essentially, yes. in the yes. Marvel Universe. There is, in the comics, I essentially, Wanda's children were the, like, souls or something like that of Mephisto. So essentially, like, the Horcruxes of, of you know, like, how in Harry Potter, whatever it is, like, how Voldemort has Horcruxes. Essentially, that's what Wanda's children's, children are to Mephisto. Now, Ralph, I think, is Mephisto. 
you never see them. Um, I think the red is constantly referring to Mephisto, this looming problem that nobody really sees, this bigger problem. Um, also, Vision said that Ralph is a communist, and that's like a red right, which nod is, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. So either I mean, red—that's a red reference. Um, I don't know if that like would be Hydra or something like that, but you know. No, Hydra's green. Oh, yeah. Hydra's green. Oh, that. Sorry, that's just my assumption because there's like the red skull guy or something like that. But anyways, but anyways, communism. Another you know reference to red. Well, Wanda before the magic show, she asks um, Agatha or Agnes for a rabbit. Do you remember the name of the rabbit? <sighs> Started with an H. Nope, Senor Scratch. <laughs> Oh, was it? It was. Scratch That's right. is a pseudonym for devil. Yeah, that I did not know either. It is. It's a pseudonym for devil and Mephisto, i.e. the devil. So my question is, since Agatha is the one, like, she clearly knows with the, oh, here's the star of the show. She knows this is not reality. She knows this is Wanda's whatever world. So, well, this this is what I don't know. I don't know enough about Agatha's alliance is she trying to prevent Mephisto by taking, like, having Wanda give birth and essentially tearing apart his soul or whatever, preventing him from coming? Or is she trying to get his soul and make, you know, Mephisto whole again? And this is the part of the theory that I don't know that I'm fully behind. That the beekeeper is Mephisto. No, it's not. See, he had a sword. He had, right, he had, a, sword he had a sword on the back. But Mephisto, the only reason I'm entertaining it a little bit, Mephisto is the Lord of Flies. I understand they're bees, but not too far off. This man emerges, cut like flying out of bees. The sewer is essentially supposed to be symbolizing hell. That that I'm not so. I don't feel so confident about that one. But I thought it was worth bringing up. But yes, I, I did. How would you bring? How but, would you bring in flies? Well, I, I guess I can see bees, right. but like, how would you bring? A the thing is that he did have <clears throat> the sword logo on his back, so I don't, I don't know enough about superheroes or if there is something that this is clearly pointing to as like there is Okay, no, okay. there's no beekeeper superhero. Um, maybe more symbolism of you know she's the queen bee and he is you know here to keep her he's the keeper and she is here you know because the queen bee is to make babies and to keep the drones in line which could be utilized as a, that symbolism that she's here to keep these people that don't really know why they're here you know incapacitated or something of that sort there's a whole bunch of like conspiracy theories we can do here on this one but i think um, agnes is there i like that so i think I ralph like is mephisto whole. i think agnes i don't know enough about agnes's alignment and stuff like that but i think he might be the bbeg of this and that would make sure. more sense with uh you know more getting the multiverse and bringing in doc Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange has already had to deal with Dormammu who is basically another devil if you would. There's a lot of devils. There's literally the devil and Damien Hellstrom and all them for you know it, it, there's a lot of demons and devils in, <laughs> in the Marvel DC universes. Uh, not all of them ethereal. Some of them uh, intergalactic extraterrestrial. Uh, so I like that theory 
I think they also play a lot on the red because it's Wanda's color, Scarlet Sure, Witch. and Vision. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, but all that stuff. Um, so much stuff. So much going on here. So much to actually just discuss. And I, honestly, I think we could literally go on for another couple hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like this is going to be another but, long one. So, so well, let's do this then. Let's wrap this up here and let's go based on after this conversation, based on this information and this discussion. How are you feeling about the show? How are you looking at the episodes? If you were to go back now and look at them again, do you think you would have looked them through a different light and you might appreciate them more or you might dislike them more or you're still in the same position that you were before we started the podcast? Yeah, without a doubt. I like I want to go back and watch them again. I don't know that I'd go back and watch them again because I've spent too much stupid time on this stupid show. I think you've earned it. It's only an hour. I, I, no, no, I don't think, I don't think there's anything new I can gain from watching it again. Um, I will say Wanda and Vision's comic history annoys the hell out of me. I hate all the times they've had to rewrite it and stuff like that. There's too much. It's very confusing. It's, I don't know, in my opinion, unnecessary. That being said, I appreciate the episode so much more. I like them a lot more. I like this series as a whole a lot more. And I'll probably watch it, continue watching it just to see how it goes. I don't know that I'll do any more deep dives unless we do a you know a wrap up of the episode and then I'll do something. But I think I think we'll do have to do a, a season wrap up. I I I will say coming into this knowing if you know a lot, the show is fantastic. It and I mean, truly props to the people who wrote it because of the sheer amount of Easter eggs, how well they've kept it, you know. I mean, I, never in my life would I thought I'd ever go on conspiracy rants about WandaVision, which until a couple of days ago, I didn't even know what was, who Wanda and Vision were, let alone. Um, overall, yes, I, I think it's a good show. I like how much it progressed between episode one and two. Mm. Lils. Yeah, I like it more now, but there's still something that like makes me roll my eyes that you would have to know all these things to enjoy the show. So I'm going to keep watching it. I think it's going to get better. But I wonder if like for someone who doesn't know as much, if it would be better to just wait until the whole season is out to watch it. Because I think the first episode and the second episode, I mean, the first episode is hard to get through if you don't know what's going on and then the second episode gets better so i wonder if like for people like me it would just be better to wait till all the episodes are out because then i think it would be more interesting would you feel let me ask you this because joe you did a lot of research and i know you did it for the episode but if you were watching the show you were just watching wandavision and you saw these little things and you wanted to find out do you think this could have been a good segue getting somebody to do to go in and, and delve a little bit deeper and maybe actually invest some time into looking into the comics or other stuff, or maybe even becoming more of a fan. I think if you're coming from where I originally was, I don't like superhero movies very well. We, I mean, I could go on to a rant, and I know people won't like it, but I genuinely do not think the Avengers series are good movies. That is a very unpopular opinion. I understand why people do like them. No, I get it. Um, I, and, that yeah. that I have my own particular reasons about that. Um, if it wasn't for this episode, I would have stopped. I mean, I would have stopped at episode one. I think 
for somebody coming with in with zero next to zero knowledge episode one i episode one is chock full of information i mean if you actually know what you're looking for it is full of information being someone who didn't know that information no i i absolutely would not have continued the series that being said if you have even i mean a medium amount of knowledge if you've watched you know the the series and you are the you know mcu and you like it and you genuinely enjoy yeah i think this is a great way for somebody to go from you know a moderate fan a casual you know something like that into i mean going into deep dives i there are thousands of videos already this came out yesterday there's so many videos where you can people have all these theories of what's going on in the show i think that's great if you are looking to get a better understanding and you don't necessarily want to go and read all these comics like i mean that's i imagine an impossible task to go back and read every single comic of all you know not just wanda and vision you know so on i think these kind of shows are a great introduction for people who have um at least a modicum of like information of what's going on okay yeah no i think that's that's very fair i don't think personally my You've given me a lot more theories to kind of go off. Of. I like the, yeah, the, the that's the Agnes theory. That's that's nice. That's lovely. I like that. I lost that. a lot of sleep for this. Part I of believe that. <laughs> good, good on you, buddy. Good on you. I'm proud of you. Um, yeah, I think I think personally, for my opinion, I, I enjoyed it. And as you know, somebody with a little bit more knowledge, it was definitely more fun. I definitely feel like it was the, at least the first episode was for the fans by the fans. Um, and I'm curious and excited to see where they're going to go. And I think we wouldn't be doing the show justice if we didn't at least do one more night where you don't get sleep. And <laughs> where they we'll see, I'll base it off of episode three. Uh, we'll see how that goes. No, no, no. Well, we'll do, we'll do the, the season wrap up. Because I feel like I don't want to do too much because there's so many other things that are coming out that we could focus on. Um, just DC, Marvel, and you know Disney-wise, that are, we're going to have a cram-packed schedule anyways. Um, especially because, you know, hopefully this COVID thing dies down and things start getting a little bit better. Where I can be a little more social because I plan on doing the, uh, the rent fair. We've got those guys coming on to talk to them. Uh, actually plan on trying to do a trip up to Salem and talk to them up there in October time frame. Uh, then we have the women's appreciation. So we have a very, very packed schedule as it is. So it will be a busy, I mean, we weren't joking in the last episode when it will be a busy 2021. Everything that's coming out, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Willow, uh, not to mention comics, cartoons, books, everything it's 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 crazy so on that note let's go ahead and let's wrap this up sure i'd like to take a second and uh i you know apologize to the viewers um to lily to you maybe um for taking up all your time ranting about (laughs) a show that i know almost nothing on um uh yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) lily i know you just kind of sat there and you, you did give some tidbits every once in a while. Thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate uh, yeah, your presence. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
next time we won't invite Joe, <laughs> then I can get some words in. Yeah, apparently this wasn't the episode where you'd be like, hey, can can I talk about some stuff that I know about? <laughs> Let me bring my tinfoil hat wearing boyfriend. Next episode where Lily talks about superheroes and Harry Potter and I don't know, whatever. What do you want to talk about? The impact of feminism in one. <laughs> okay, all right, and that's all the time we have. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, as always, please like, subscribe, follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. Uh, we are also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at Nerd DNA Pod. Uh, Twitch, we're on there occasionally. Uh, you can follow us at Nerd. DNA podcast. And as always, I'm Steve. And I'm Joe. And I'm Lily. And this is Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. Thank you and have a wonderful night. Bye-bye. See ya.